Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to the October 2022 CTSS quiz. It's amazing we're in the fall already. I hope everybody is doing well, and I hope you like the 10 cases I've selected just for you. Okay, let's get started. The most likely diagnosis in this case is, I really love this case. You can see a markedly dilated duodenum, and then there's a stricture. Now, of course, whenever we see an area of narrowing, you always worry perhaps this is a malignancy, but it's very thin-walled, it's very focal. It's not lymphoma, which is typically bulky. SMA syndrome compresses the patient's uh, duodenum, but it's a linear line, and it would not explain why things are dilated beyond the linear line as well. Also, it doesn't have wall thickening, it's just the compression. Median awkward ligament syndrome, uh, is obviously going to involve the uh, patient's um, celiac axis and not the duodenum. This was Crohn's disease. Crohn's disease typically thickening in the region of the terminal ileum, but it can involve every part of the GI tract, including the stomach and the more proximal small bowel. This was a beautiful example of Crohn's disease. This patient was in an MVA, and what's the best diagnosis? Well, when you look at the axial images, you see disruption of the aortic arch. There's active bleeding. There's blood in the mediastinum. This means massive thoracic aortic injury. Typically, it's a transection. Look at the MIP images. You can see beautifully the zone of the transection, typically just in the region of the ductus. You can see the active contrast extravasation. When I ask you for the best diagnosis, yes, there is a mediastinal hematoma there. Yes, there probably is a sternal fracture, though I admit I don't see it on this one image. This is no motion-related artifact. This is a transection of the aorta. This patient was very lucky. A stent was placed. The patient did fine. You can imagine most of these patients will die before they ever reach the hospital. The most likely diagnosis for this renal mass is... Well, you see a large mass in the left kidney, but what's most impressive is its involvement of the peri and pararenal space. You can see it displaces the aorta from left to right. This is not a clear cell. Clear cells can extend beyond the kidney, but they're typically very vascular, and this is too much disease in the pararenal and perirenal space. Obviously not a papillary and surely not a Wilms tumor, which typically is just a large renal mass. This is classic for B-cell lymphoma, often bilateral. This was one of those unilateral examples with tremendous peri- and pararenal space involvement, as well as cortical involvement. The most likely diagnosis in this 30-ish-year-old female is... Well, you see a large mass that's relatively hypovascular involving the right side of the heart. It's involving mainly the right atrium, but also the right ventricle. What could this be? Well, the truth is it could be lymphoma. That gives you bulky disease, can involve the heart, particularly the pericardiac regions. It's a thought. This is not a pericardial cyst. Those are benign and simply, when they get big enough, can cause mass effect, but not invasion of the chambers. And this is not an atrial myxoma because it's a big exophytic component. Pericardial angiosarcomas, they typically will arise in the region of the right atrium, and then they can grow into the right atrium, into the right ventricle, and involve any portion extending around the heart. And that's the most likely diagnosis, an angiosarcoma. The most likely diagnosis in this case there's a large right adrenal mass pushing the right kidney down. 
For the most part, it's composed of fat. There's some higher density with some whiskering. That usually means the lesion has bled. What adrenal lesion is fat and often bleeds? That's an adrenal myelolipoma. It's not a simple cyst because that would be water density. It's not a hemangioma. Those are typically solid and typically not this large. And lymphoma is also a solid mass. A beautiful example of an adrenal myelolipoma. Most patients with myelolipomas above 5 cm will have them resected, and this was eventually resected. The main reason for resecting is not because you're worried about malignancy. This is not a pre-malignant condition, but if, because of the chance of spontaneous bleeding. The most likely diagnosis in this 40-year-old woman is, well, we see a large complex cystic lesion, which by the choices arises from the pancreas, there's septations present. What could this be? Now, first of all, if you go by age, typically we say SPEN is people in their teens and 20. I mean, not people, women. Serous adenoma, women about 70. Neuroendocrine tumor can be any age, more common in the 50s. MCN, classic age, is in the 40s. SPEN tumors, the age is not good. They can be cystic, but they're usually more cystic and solid. So this would be an atypical spend, and the age is not good. Serous adenomas, they're a thought. You can get septations, but this is not quite so much septations as much as these linear lines. But I have to admit, I couldn't exclude it, though the age is not that good. Neuroendocrine tumors are typically vascular. MCNs are cystic lesions involving the body and body tail and pancreas. They're typically cystic with some swirls, these ovarian stroma within them, and they're typically in 40-ish year old women. So the best diagnosis in this case, all things considered, was an MCN. The most likely diagnosis in this 20-ish year old woman, there's a lesion in the tail of the pancreas with coarse peripheral calcifications. Now, serous adenomas can have calcifications, usually central, but occasionally peripheral, but the patients are usually older. Neuroendocrine tumors can have calcifications, but the lesions are typically vascular, and this is not vascular, and MCNs are indeed a thought. They can have peripheral calcifications, and they're cystic, and location, body tail, is great for MCN. The thing that makes it easiest for you in this case is the fact the patient's 20s. If the patient was in their 40s, then I would say yes, it's going to be a uh, MCN. So SPEN is the most likely diagnosis. The most likely diagnosis in this 50-year-old woman is big lesion head of pancreas, calcifications. You can see the vessels on the MIP imaging are distorted. They're around the patient's lesion. It's not in the lesion. So what could this be? Spend tumors would distort the vessels. So it's a thought, but it's a 50-year-old. Spends are in the teens and 20s. Neuroendocrine tumors can be very vascular, but they distort the vessels, not displace the vessels. Mucinous cystic tumors don't have so much calcification. There, it's not a great location. The age is not bad. But the most likely diagnosis, when you have this draping of vessels and a large cystic pancreatic lesion, particularly with calcification, particularly in the head of the pancreas, would be a serous adenoma. And this was an excellent example of a serous adenoma. The most likely diagnosis of this left adrenal mass, I see a mass with faint calcification on non-contrast. 
It's arterially enhancing with some cystic components. It does not have the look of an adenoma. Theos are a possibility, but they're usually more vascular, but I couldn't exclude that. Lymphoma typically is not vascular and more commonly is bilateral, but 100% I couldn't exclude it, but lymphomas really calcify. If you give me a lesion that's vascular that has calcification, I got to also be thinking about a primary adrenal cortical carcinoma. So in this case, the differential is pheo versus cortical carcinoma. And I went with a adrenal cortical carcinoma because it's not as vascular as it should be. If it said pheo, I'll give you half credit. The answer is adrenal cortical carcinoma. Slightly atypical, but I'm showing you this case to make the point that adrenal cortical carcinomas, although they're aggressive malignancies, can have very smooth margins. The most likely diagnosis in this patient with chest pain is there's a mass infiltrating in the region of the right atrium and left atrium. It's bulky and extensive. What could it be? Well, it's surely not a pericardial cyst, which is fluid density and non-invasive. Angiosarcomas are a thought because they commonly invade directly, but more commonly anterior in the right atrium, but I couldn't exclude it. It's a possibility. Metastasis to the heart. You can have direct extension from a, uh, let's say, METS to the lung, growing along the pulmonary vessels. That's a possibility, but I don't see any masses. This looks primary to the heart, so it's, it could be, but I couldn't exclude it. But the most likely diagnosis is B-cell lymphoma. Bulky, multi-chamber involvement. Oh yes, if I would have given you the abdominal CT, there was small bowel involvement as well, which made my diagnosis very easy. So the best answer here is B-cell lymphoma, though I have to admit angiosarcoma or even METS would be in the differential diagnosis pretty near the top. So that's 10 cases. I hope you enjoy the cases. I hope you learn some key differential diagnosis points. And I hope you have a great day. And with that, see you later. If you like this video, make sure to subscribe to the CTSS YouTube channel. You can also visit us at ctss.com for even more videos, plus quizzes, pearls, protocols, and oh so much more. We're also in the App Store and have well over a dozen apps for iPhone and iPad, all completely free. Thanks for watching.